Move over, Sherry Pie and Lady Vera Parker. There's a new queen on the scene ready to steal not just the hearts of voters, but also their social security benefits. Kitara Ravash, better known as right-wing Republican Congressman George Santos, has quickly become a national punchline after a series of lies about his college education, employment history, ethnic heritage, and his mother's death all come to light. But Miss Katara says the media's obsession that she is or ever performed as a drag queen is categorically false. Today, comedian Dan Cass joins us to look at DC's next drag superstar, George Santos, whose alter ego, Katara Ravash, bears an uncanny resemblance to Saltina Obama Bouvier. Hey! Plus, you, bitch. <laughs> plus, Pink Floyd fans laugh at fascists on social media for trying to cancel the band over the dark side of the moon, Rainbow. Why is Mindy Kaling's new animated series, Velma, so universally hated? And a chilling story on murder in Dan's college hometown of Moscow, Idaho. I'm Fausto Fernos. I'm Mark Fillion. And this is Feast of Fun. Katara Ravash. I'm not sure how to pronounce that name. Because it's Brazilian, right? I guess so. Kitara Ravache. Ravash. Right, maybe. Ravash. Ravash. Yeah, because uh, Bowen Chang pronounced it differently on SNL when he was dressed up as George Santos this weekend. And usually when Saturday Night Live does somebody who's really like hot in the news... And something is revealed the day of filming. You're mm -hmm. like, oh, they're not going to get the drag stuff in. But they did. Yeah. 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 So I was really happy about that. Hey, guys. It's another episode of Feast of Fun. Our guest today is comedian Dan Cass, who is no stranger to drag queens and Republicans and Russian oligarchs. <laughs> and, of course, I'm Fausto Fernos. And I'm Mark Fillion. And today we are taking a look at George Santos, DC's next drag superstar, who I guess it turns out that for a hot minute in Brazil was performing under the name Kitara Ravache or Ravash, which translates to like uh, a hot purse or something like that in Brazil. What? Yeah. It like if you, if you go into Google Translate and just type in uh, Kitara Ravache. Yeah. And it comes out as what? From Portuguese. Yeah, it was uh, it was wanting to translate. I think it was Google Translate that was doing it, but you know, Did it doesn't work. It? Doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. It's, I know it means something in Brazil and Portuguese, but well, it sounds like it sounds French to me. There's yeah. a, a character in a Sherlock Holmes uh, called Claude Ravache, and he's a French anarchist and a bomber. <laughs> so she named herself after a left wing character. Well, right? I'm not sure if they were left wing, but they were yeah. a bomber, yeah. an anarchist. I guess an anarchist. Are they considered? Yeah. Are yeah, they left like wings far now? Left. Yeah. That's what. Yeah. I mean. Or are they far right now? I don't know. Well, I. Yeah. Um, thanks. <laughs> I'm bringing the that, microphone closer to their face. <laughs> I think that it's. Uh, yeah. I think it's far left because it's basically yeah. like Antifa's anti-fascist. But I think that anarchist is a far left. Also, the punk movement. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for people that are not familiar, who is George Santos? We don't know. We don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. We don't know. That's half the fun. Right. But he's uh, uh, what we do know is he's from New York State, recently elected to be a, into the House of Representatives mm -hmm. as a far right wing Republican candidate. Yes. One of the first openly gay people 
to run as a Republican. And win. Yeah, and win. And as far as we know, the only person, Democrat or Republican, because Rudy Giuliani has never served in the federal government, <laughs> to be a drag queen or has dressed up in drag in the past. Because <laughs> Rudy Giuliani dressed up in drag one time uh, for uh, T- Donald Trump's birthday. Yeah, as Marilyn Monroe. As Marilyn Monroe, and yeah. saying, happy birthday, Mr. President, mm-hmm. before he, he became president. Right. Yeah. And Donald Trump kissed him. With tongue, yeah, yes. I saw it. Did he grab him by the pussy it or not? Yeah, he grabbed him by the by the uh, prosthetic pussy. <laughs> and then it's the pocket in, pussy, the pocket pussy, and, you know, and, and and so George Santos is kind of in the news because before, because he was lying about it, when his mother died, that she was a victim of September 11th, mm-hmm. that she had died after September 11th, that she was a cleaning lady, but then she was the head of some. Company or something? yeah, it said he worked for Goldman Sachs. His mother did. Oh wow, okay. Well, was it him or, or his I think mother? He said, he said he, yeah, yeah, okay. and he like he clearly embellished his resume. Said he was part Jewish. Um, now he's just, but Jew-ish. now he's now he's Jewish, Jewish adjacent. Yeah. Jesus, yeah, it's just and <laughs> it's so fucked. Uh, but yeah, he's completely lied about all this shit. It's really hard to tell who who he is in general. I mean, yeah. and also his name. His name could be not Fake. his name. Yeah. Wow. Well, people knew him in Brazil as Anthony. Right. Or right. Katara. Yeah. And Katara Ravache. Roommates of his that have said, Ravache. like, he, he would have uh, hundreds of dollars of bills in his pocket and go out to the club and come back bankrupt. And it's just, What was he doing with all that money? I don't know. Probably drag stuff. <laughs> well, somebody said, like, they had a picture of him. They, you know, they have this picture of him. And he's like, I did drag once for a festival, you know, sue me for having a life when I was young. Um, but people are saying, no, he performed in drag over like a three year period. Yeah. And they described him, and I feel bad for it because, you know, all drag is valid. But they described his drag as poor and that he mostly wore like a black dress. <laughs> are, are you talking about Kitara? Of George? course, Kitara. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Not me. No, no, no. So, like, I'm looking <laughs> at this photo of, of Kitara Valache, George Santos. And drag. Yeah, they said that hers was poor and not pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Evil. And I'm looking at these photos and I'm like, oh my God, you know, Saltina Obama Bouvier, SOBs, her initials, um, you know, she was kind of an, a villainous drag queen. Because at the time it was like at the height of RuPaul's drag race and all that, everyone's excited. Oh, drag queens are our heroes and all stuff. And I was like, let's make a drag queen that's a bitch and then like a villain and sure. an unsavory kind of character. And that's where I came up with that character. And I had this shake and go wig. And this, you know, the makeup, the whole drag character that I came up with was supposed to be like a, a drag queen you didn't lo- so weren't supposed to like. And that just evolved. And I forgot about it and stuff like that. But so to me, it's like it's so weird that George Santos and drags almost ident- like the makeup, the eyes, sure. the wig, everything is like. And I'm just like, I'm not sure what's going on here. The, Are you like, going to run for Congress? No, but I'm just thinking like, you know, around the time period that I was doing that is when he was doing that look. And did he, did he steal that from me? You know, we I don't know about right now, but early on in the podcast, we had yeah. a lot of listeners from Brazil that yeah. used to listen to this podcast. That would I'm be, sure we still God, do. I'd love that so much if he just jacked your style. <laughs> or jacked insane. off it to my style. Yeah. So I don't know. I, uh, you know, we were, we were kind of influential at the time and he might just like, cause drag queens love to appropriate shit. You know, they see something, they're like it, consider it stolen girlfriend. Ooh. And I know a lot of drag queens who have been uh, rather unsavory characters. The most notorious one 
who we've talked about extensively on the podcast is Lady Vera Parker. Don't forget Sherry Pie. And Sherry Pie, uh, who were both, well, Lady Vera Parker served time and in, uh, incarcerated mm-hmm. for check fraud. That was the crime, which she was renting apartments to people on Craigslist, then giving them just like blank keys that you have in your kitchen drawer, you know, um, and, and mailing them and getting the deposit and the first month's rent. And so when people came to Chicago to open up the door on their new apartment, there was somebody living there and they're like, this is not what Good Lord. God, yeah. And she cashed a check and was so when the police found her, she was living in a U-Haul with all her drag was inside of it. And this is not, you know, Thomas Johns, who's the person who is Lady Vera Parker. They were not like, you know, uh, a person of modest means. This is a person with, of, with a background in wealth, with a yeah. degree of, um, yeah, that, according to my knowledge, um, with a degree from the University of Chicago. Fausto. What? They lied about all that <laughs> That was this all lies. Oh, really? And this happened a decade ago, and you still believe that she I graduated that from the I, University I of Chicago? I understood that 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 was true. No, no, no. Yeah, none just... of that was true. All of that was everything about everything really? that they said. Now they work as a psychic. More lies. Yes. So yeah. you're working. And so yeah. Susan Jurbic, who is a skeptic, skeptic, professional skeptic, contacted us because she was trying to basically do a story on Thomas Johns. And she came on the podcast and we were like telling her basically all the crazy shit she did as a drag queen here in Chicago. And, you know, so to me, it's like it's the same state of mind that someone like George Santos and Lady Vera Parker have or someone like Sherry uh, Pie from RuPaul's Drag Race. Now, what what did Sherry Pie do? Sherry Pie tried to convince uh, people under an alias that they were a producer of a a Broadway show that was going to premiere called Muscle. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and so uh, she would contact these actors, and Dan, you know, actors—they're all desperate for roles. They are, and so was, she was like, "Well, we're going to do some like we're going to try and get you ready for this role. So I want you to start working out. No, oh, you know, by the way, can you uh, jack off on film for me? <laughs> that kind of stuff, you know. Up, and yeah. so uh, you know, people knew about these allegations. The people, the producers of uh, World of Wonder, and everybody they heard about these allegations that they were coming up, but wasn't. But it wasn't until that the the she confirmed that she actually did that and that there was a huge media outcry over it that uh, World of Wonder and VH1 decided to kind of edit her out of the series as much as they possibly could. Sure. Yeah, the the guy who was the victim came forward. One of the victims. One of the victims came forward and talked about that to the producers and to Viacom and told them, your contestant on the show is doing all this stuff. But it was not only, it was only when Sherry herself admitted to the crimes and then they changed their tune. That's so interesting because yeah. it's like, I, I think it's funny that we wait until the person who does it says it's true. And then we're like, see, like, it's just, <laughs> that's like, <laughs> like, that's the worst yeah. source. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so, you know, part of it is like, there is this, and you know, with the success of drag and sort of the mainstreaming of drag, you even see Republicans sort of, you know, taking it on as a, conservative party platform. Now drag queens are the enemy because they, they read to children. Right, right. And really, you know, if drag queens stopped reading to children, I don't think it would affect literacy rates in any way. No. It's just a nice thing that they do. Sure. And it's a nice thing for public libraries and schools to have because it's, you know, a lot more exciting than having just a boring person reading some boring book. You know, it makes it a thrill. And a character. It's a character. But ultimately, you know, it's not something that happens very often. So, you know, it's, it's, to me, it's like, it's not that 
it's not something it's more of something that Republicans and right wingers want to tie onto. It's a stop because it's it's such a problem. It's an you easy know? target for them. It's an easy target. Yeah. And it distracts people from looking at their corruption. Right. Meanwhile, they all watch Dance Moms. Yeah. You know, with Abby Lee Miller. <laughs> it's totally fine for the children. Come on, yeah. honey, boo boo. Drink Mr. your go go juice. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just insane. It's just like it's crazy. And, you know, a lot of these right wingers are. Tied to, you know, there, there are a lot of the, a lot of clowns happen to be Christian fundamentalists. A lot of these uh, people in kitty pageants are also very conservative. Right. Is the drag community obsessed, uh, upset, you know, at George, With, at George, at George Santos? Santos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. more laughing about it, sure. I would say. <laughs> I think they're upset. I mean, yeah, yeah. a lot of them that are politically active are just, you know, upset because yeah. now the Republicans control the House and this is one of the people in there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there is something like shared... In common with Lady Vera Parker and Sherry Pie is that people turning to drag as a way to sort of like manipulate to get things that they don't belong to them. Yeah, they're taking advantage so of. A they're very, not interested yeah. in theater. They're not yeah. interested in transforming themselves or expressing themselves. Their drag is to conform. Sure, and to get things. So we yeah. call those people scam vestites. Scam. Okay. They dress up like women in order to scam people because yeah. they're just like you know it's like a, magi- a magician, right? You look at this hand, you're like, oh, look at my gender over here. Meanwhile, they're robbing you. Whoa. Yeah. That that actually was uh, Divine's roommate, <laughs> Dolores Delucci. Dolores Delucci said that she came. Up, she said that was a term that they people used, used to 70s. use in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Scam yeah. vestites. I mean, it's it's, it's it could be problematic. You know, depending on who says it. You know what I can sure. see people getting some blowback <laughs> from. But I feel vestite. very very comfortable saying the word scam vestite. Yeah. Well, and we've oh, been those damn scam victims of scam mm-hmm. vestites yeah. ourselves. Yeah, exactly. So, so part of me is yeah. like you know. I don't know. It, it's it's to me. It's not. It's uh. You know. You like people are asking me like, what do you think about George Santos and his drag? And and I'm like, well, it's just kind of a symptom of like his state of mind. Sure. It's it's like he's just willing to do anything it takes to get a free ride. Right. And at the same time, trying to pass laws. With the premise that he's against people with doing free rights. Well, right. they suppose like part of the reason why he pretended he was Jewish is because he's like, well, if you're Jewish, Jewish people will support you. Yeah. But if you're not Jewish, they're not going to give you That's exactly money. what he said to yeah. a roommate, apparently, yeah. allegedly. Yeah. I mean. And then it's like, I, you know, one of his biggest crimes, too, is like they had a GoFundMe for this dog that yes, was sick. God, dude, this and, is just messed up. And he up. took the money. And like, you know, you can see, like. You know, you can kill somebody, but you <laughs> yeah, fuck dude. with the dog. Yeah, what are no you trying way. to do? Like, have you seen? You'd think at this point, like, Republicans would reject him and, you know, pressure no, but him out, the but they're not. They, they, yeah, but that's the thing, dude, is he's not doing anything new. That's what's like, that's what's really. Because uh, they're up. all liars. Yeah, that's so, it's like, it's, it's, it's so um, blatant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so, like, tangible. Mm-hmm. Like, you can just see it. But it's really, it's not that different from Trump. Like, it's not that different from what they were they were supporting before. It's yeah, just, they don't care. And what did he say? He said he, four of his employees died during the Pulse nightclub shooting. God. But then he said, he backtracked and said he, he, he was going to hire them, but he didn't hire them because they were dead. Was that how it went? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just, that's insane. Well, I was going to hire them, too. I was going to hire them, but then they died. You it's know? very convenient. Yeah. And that's to me, like sometimes, you know, it's social, the the mindset of people who do crazy shit on social media just to get attention. Mm -hmm. It it is kind of like they're just looking for something outrageous to do in order to get attention because we live in an attention economy. Right. And so Mm -hmm. you got to be really weary of somebody who's doing something outlandish or outrageous in order, you know, because you're paying attention to them in some degrees. It's like even if they're 
antisocial, they're harmful, they're cruel, mm-hmm. uh, they're still benefiting because we're talking about them. Right. Yeah. That that's also. I mean, that's like mm-hmm. one of Stone's Roger Stone's rules is like all all publicity is good publicity. Even yeah. when it's negative war. Yeah, so I mean, George you. Santos is probably getting some weird donations from right wingers. Yeah, you know, I mean, like even his tweets. Yeah, you that show I'm reading, you Yeah, show it's him. just like He's I will not back down. I'm here to serve, and it's like, no, you idiot. Like, if you're a doctor right now, you should stop being a doctor because you didn't go to med school. Yeah, you piece of shit. You like, would not be able to ha- practice. Yeah, yeah, it's really frustrating. You wouldn't be able to do hair. No, he couldn't do any. He can't you know? do anything. He couldn't do. Nails. I don't even know what this guy. And also, he was at a Trump rally. Like he was in the crowd. Did you see that video? No, it's, I don't it's think insane. I did. It's just like, how deep does this go? I really want to know this guy's real background because I promise you, it's very complicated, and it's not at all what he's saying. And well, that's just we don't know saying. anything. He said he went to two different colleges, and then he admitted I didn't go to any college. Right. So how is this a member of Congress? Like, how is this person not immediately? Damn, politicians lie. Yeah, they do, but this is um, this, this is, is a beyond whole, it. Yeah, yeah, this is just a new level that I don't think we've we've seen. I mean, it's it's regular, but it's not to this. Well, and this like brings up questions like, did the New York Times know about this? Did the Democratic opponents know about this? Did people, you know, there was there was one news organization that was reporting on it uh, that he had lied about certain things, mm. but everybody just kind of ignored it. Sure. And and part of that was that his opponent was like, let's not do personal attacks. Let's run about the ideas. And I'm like, well, sometimes you do have to look at a person's past. Oh, 100 percent. And the Republicans are blaming the Democrats for someone like George Santos by saying we did not do enough opposition research to stop him. They didn't. The the Democrats did not. not. Mm -hmm. And the Democrats lost how many seats in New York State to Republicans? And that's part of the reason why we have a Republican majority is because Democratic New York just couldn't get it together. It's hubris. (laughs) Um, What's a good drag name for her, though? Is Liza a lot? (laughs) Is that good? I can't remember that one, but... Uh, So somebody uh, wrote this um, to this tune of uh, Bon Jovi. Dress your part and you're to blame. You give drag a bad name. It's good. You tuck your dick in your pants and you work your fame. You give drag a bad name. Eh, it's not that good. It's fine. It's okay. It's, okay. it's adequate. You can put that on TikTok, people. Yeah. Get some views. <laughs> Get some views, you know. I, I just think yeah. about like uh, all those rush. Uh, I'm sorry. A lot of Republicans were sort of like pro Russia and Putin and the invasion of Ukraine. They still are. While they were getting money, but now Russia, the the money's dried up. So like Lindsey Graham this week is like, you know, this this war in Ukraine is bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, you were like just six months ago being like, I'd rather be a rep. Russian than a Democrat. You know. Well, I yeah. think the United States is going to send some money that way and some. Some military equipment, is yeah. that right? Something. Yeah. So somebody's getting paid somewhere, something. So now Republicans are now pro defending Ukraine. They want to make money. Invasion of Russia. I think Lindsey Graham just doesn't want you to find out about his drag past. I would love, you know. Lady G. <laughs> and people say, like, you know, it's so fair of you to call him Lady G. I'm like, that's what the sex workers in Washington, D.C. called him. Lady they labeled G? him that first. <laughs> like, that was the code name. Lady they, G. Lady G for Lindsey he's Graham. So, he's so gay. He's, oh, yeah, without have you, a doubt. Have yeah. you heard about the like the sex um, worker that was talking about working with him? No. Yeah, this is no. a whole, I swear to God, there's a whole Reddit for him. Look it up. There's a prostitute that just completely outs Lindsey Graham. Oh, really? What kind of sex does he like? He likes, um, it's it's some dominant shit. 
So he's a sub. Mm, yeah, he's a bottom. He is, yeah, yeah. So he likes to be told what to do, and there's like a whole elaborate scheme by. It's, it's a great article. Oh, like um, it's a lot of games and shit. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of that, a lot of uh, mm-hmm. weird kinky shit. So I, I and also mm-hmm. it makes sense to how he behaves because think about it. Like when January six happened, he was completely just like. Uh, just whipped into shape. Please like, don't hurt me. Right. And he like, he denounced it at first, but then like immediately after he went on Fox News and I swear to God, someone dangled in front of him. We're going to release the gay shit. Like, <laughs> I don't mean to spread that conspiracy theory, but just I'm just come I'm out, positive. Lindsay. Just come yeah. out. It's just easier for everybody. It's probably part of his fetish to stay in the closet, right? Yeah. My little secret. Nobody really knows. They can say anything they want, <laughs> but they don't really know, do they? Mm. Yeah, we know, Lindsay. What is it that you think you know? Yeah, he's weird. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I can't masturbate to that, though. No. To Lindsey Graham? Yeah, that's hard. I don't know. Yeah, that would be We really could hard. try, though. Take a big imagination. Yeah, you know. Almost as big as imagination as George Santos. You know, he's got a very, say what you want about How him. big is George Santos's dick? <laughs> we're asking the hard you know, questions I don't know. Here. If we were to ask him, we wouldn't be able to believe anything he says. So. <laughs> he's like, he's not going to say he has a small dick or... A He's Brazilian, it. and I've met a lot of Brazilian men in my life. So there might be something going on there. But again, you never know. Right. And is it important? Now, Mark, you know. It's uh, always important. You have a few friends that have a <laughs> compulsive liar syndrome. or, or I, I know a couple people that are, they just lie about everything. And it's, you know, it's it's pathological. And it's not that they're they're bad, per, uh, not that they're like terrible or evil yeah. people. They just, for whatever reason, the truth is never good enough. Like, if they're late for something, like, I'm sorry I had to, like, blow dry my hair. But really, they were getting their nails done. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, the nails getting done, it's not good enough by themselves. They have to compound it with something else. Yeah. Why do you think they're doing that? Well, you know, I'm not really 100% sure. A lot of it is trauma. You know, they experienced a lot of trauma when they were younger. And so a way of them coping with this kind of stuff and dealing with parents who were like maybe more controlling Mm -hmm. or controlling to some degree, they just constantly felt like they had to lie. To get out of things I mean, I get or to that. make excuses. Yeah. And we all do little white lies yeah. all the time. You know, yeah. we'd be like, oh, you know, I'm sorry about this. Or, oh, you look great today. That kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. You right. look it's, so fierce in that dress, <laughs> George you know, Great job, Katara. You yeah. know, because we think about these little white lies as a way to kind of like as social lubricant. Right. Sure. So it greases us, you know, that kind of thing. And these people, they just need a lot of social lubricant. <laughs> get Lots of lube. Just keep yeah. pouring it on. Oil drums full of it. I like uh, well. Silicone. They want to be respected. You know, yeah. I went to college. I I played I played volleyball. That's why I had to get my knees replaced. Uh, yeah, well, I, I sometimes get accused yeah. of that. Huh? You know, like I get accused of that because Mark and I would done so many extraordinary things, and someone's like, "Your life is like Forrest Gump." You know, like sure, sure. Like they see a photo of me with RuPaul, they don't right, go, right. "Wow, what was what's the story behind that?" You yeah. know, they go. Did you Photoshop yourself in that right, photo? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's, fr- like, that's frustrating. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm just like, look, you know, it is possible to do extraordinary things and tell the truth. Right. No, yeah. it is. Yeah. I, and I get the white lies. Like, I, I, there's always situations where it's easier to just lie out of them. And sometimes it's justified, sometimes it's not. But this is not a situation where it is. It's just like you are a congressperson. Mm-hmm. And you can't lie about your background. Well, do you lie at, like, a, of a mission? Like, you've done something really extraordinary and you don't no, fuck w- no. want people no. not to know because you're like then they're gonna think you're lying oh yeah i mean i i try not to bring shit up all the time like yeah. if somebody i i, I don't ever because uh, you're a vladimir putin's like yeah i try not to hand model <laughs> I, try, I try not to tell people that i'm a comic 
I mean, it's oh really? Fact, yeah. Why do you, you tell them? Because then they want you to tell jokes. Exactly, it's it, it changes the room yeah. um, entirely, and yeah. it's very frustrating. I, I just bullshit. Yeah. I say like you know I work from home, or I, I edit videos too, so I just say that. Um, um, you're a stay-at-home dad. Well, it's like on the you know on, the, on, on the hookup <laughs> apps, it's like Never. there's people that have like a long list of all these yeah. things that they're into, all these things that they like, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's like I did that, and then people started asking me about that. Sure. And so I'm just like, I don't want to talk to you about this. Am I getting it tonight or not? Yeah. So I removed it all. It's like you get pictures and you get a brief description, right. and that's it. Right. Exactly. You know? And yeah, and also find out. You know, come right. Come really get to know me because yeah. then I'll, I'll I'll tell you about my occupation. Because you know, if I but... list a movie, then people want to talk about that movie. And I'm just like, yes. I'm not wanting yeah. to talk about this movie with you. Right. Do, right. do you find like women uh, in your audience are more attracted to you than the men are? Or, or No, it's pretty equal. Everybody just equal? wants to fuck me. They uh, do? Yeah. yeah. Uh, why? It's a good thing you're a great bottom. Yeah, it is. Thank God. <laughs> we need it. <laughs> we they need just put it. a ball gag on. You here. know why? Because I, yeah. you know, I just, um, I think it's because I just don't give a shit. And so people are attracted to that. Mm. Um, and like, I give a shit. I really care what people think about me deep down, but like it, when you're able to be on stage and, and just uh, riff and go with the flow and have that confidence that, that people are, they, and they're more attracted to the idea of it, to be honest with you. They don't like me. They just like the stage, you know? Well, I mean, what that, is the difference? Brave. You know, it's like, I mean, I, I'm a person where people just like in five minutes, they're like 10 years ago, I murdered a man just to watch him die. <laughs> I'm like, uh, sir, would you like fries with that? <laughs> sir, this is a Wendy's. Yeah, it's, it's, um. And, and I don't know, like, why sometimes, and, and part of it is, like, with George Santos and that mindset is, he's maybe wanting to get caught, you know? Of course, like, of it's course. It's very oppressive. It's like a murderer. It's like a murderer. And, like, even his fashion choice, like, I'm thinking about, like, he wears a suit with the sweater, and the necktie, and it t- my, reminds me of like a Tim Burton villain, you know, like yeah. Otto in Beetlejuice, mm-hmm. right? Like he's just like you know the. Uh, I guess it, it just seems like he's trying to hide behind his clothes, you know. Yeah, absolutely, Otto's not the real villain in Beetlejuice. The redhead is the one who got caught with kitty porn. The the, the actor, yeah, from uh, the also uh, Ferris That's Bueller's Days Off. No, 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 but I mean the character was the villain. Yeah. But Otto, and they dressed him Otto up. was the chunky guy. Yes. And he was, he was gay in real life. He was gay in real life. Yeah. He passed you know, away sadly recently. Rest in peace. He's now a character in Beetlejuice. <laughs> I wonder dun, if he'll dun, be in this Beetlejuice too. They're making a sequel? I think so. I think I think. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Renona Ryder's coming back, I think. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I did think, I hear something about Beetlejuice yeah. too. Yeah. 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 Can we just say Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice and make it go away? <laughs> I love the original movie. I, I hate the the idea of them like you know tarnishing the the story. Maybe it won't and be stuff. tarnished. Maybe it'll be polished. Maybe yeah. it'll be better. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, Shrek Two was funnier. dope. You know, Shrek Two. Shrek Two was one yeah. of the best. Shrek? Shrek. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's very sequel. difficult, and you know, um, the sequel to Star Wars. Yeah, which one? Uh, Revenge of the uh, No, sorry, The Pirate Strikes Back is considered the best film. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, that is a very good film. And uh, Ghostbusters 2, not so good. No, no. not at all. <laughs> I feel like if you're a sequel, you just die harder, you do, you do a little bit better. But it's interesting that people hate so much on the feminist Ghostbusters, you know, with uh, the people the women. from the women from Saturday Night Live. Kristen so, Wiig. Kristen Wiig. <laughs> 
Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, those girls. And those guys. Who's the lesbian? You should know her. I know Kate McKinnon. That's the one. Kate McKinnon. And it's just Ghostbusters, not feminist Ghostbusters. Feminist yeah, Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's just Ghostbusters. <laughs> it's just the remake. <laughs> the ladies busters. There's some people that really love that movie, and other people are just like, and they Ghost do a boobies. pretty good job of pointing out just how terrible it is. But see, as bad as the all women Ghostbusters film, because we have to differentiate it from the original film. Uh, the sequel, I would argue, is just as bad. Sure. And no one's like mad at Bill Murray or Dan Aykroyd for making that sequel. No. You know? No, they just go, oh, they need money. You know? <laughs> so I'm fine. like, you know, maybe the Ghostbusters as a franchise is just ill-conceived. You know, it was a fun one-time yeah. film. Sure. And then everything that came afterwards was, you know, haunted, yeah. doomed to uh, go... Boo! You know what is absolutely terrible right now? What, that joke I just made? No, Velma. Oh, my God. Oh. It is the worst Mindy show. Colling. I didn't realize she was like a right-wing comedian. Yeah, right? I can't even tell what she is. I mean, she's you know, uh, she said she's a she's Republican. Great. She's great. Yeah. In like, you know, like in the office and, and in general. But this this new... I before I even saw it, I read somewhere that somebody was uh, they were complaining about it. I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm a big fan of Scooby Doo. I even named my drag character after Daphne, and sure. I had a crush on Fred when I was a little kid. You know, I was like, oh, that's. I think it was part of the reason why I had a crush on him because he wasn't interested in Daphne, and I was picking up on that. Right? <laughs> he wasn't. If you notice, she's like hot for him, and she's just like, yeah, he's like, Fuck hey, whatever, yeah. that kind of thing. Jeez, so somebody I was like, come on hey, listen, and so just so you know, not every television program has to be made for you to like it. And yeah. I was just like, you know, that's. That's true, right? You know, right, fuck right, him, yeah, fuck sure. him. Right. And I'm watching the Velma. I'm like, this show's not for me. It's just not. It, <laughs> it, I can't for? tell who it is. Exactly. That's the whole thing. I can't tell who who is for. It's like, but there are Velma is like the, the right character of Velma. She's like a she's a very cynical, anti woke character, right? It's like is, she's is she in this one. Yeah. No, she's no. like I hate white dudes, which she is says fine. That. You know, it's totally fair. But the right. writing's also bad. So it's and just it's, hard. But some people, are, some people are liking it. They're, they're, they're liking it. And they're laughing. But I'm just kind of like, where? What's? Where's the? Like, I laughed at hard. one. I laughed at one part. Yeah. I mean, there's some humor in it, of course, because it's a comedy. Sure. You're gonna find some things. But overall, it's just it feels screechy and like mm-hmm. fingernails on a on a exactly. chalkboard. The jokes are and just very kind bad. of grating. And I'm yep. just kind of like, is is this what humor is becoming? Is this a new kind of humor? Yeah. And I'm never the person to be like, you know, don't touch the original. You know, mm-hmm. I'm never like that. But like this, this, this series just made zero sense to have Scooby-Doo in it. Like it, it doesn't it have just, Scooby-Doo in it. Well, the, yeah, the okay, dog's well, not in the series. Right. But just to use the characters from them, I mean, it's just like, this could be its own thing. Yeah. You could just make this its own thing. There's no reason to have this. But they want to buy into that nostalgia, but it's like, you know, also people, money. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you see a spinoff, I, I, this only reason why I watched it. Yeah, was because like, it was because you grew up watching Scooby Doo yep, and you yep. loved the dog and you loved Shaggy and it's and, not even close to anything you know. I've ever seen from from it. Right, and I'm just kind of like this is yeah, it doesn't really feel anything like the original at all. No, no, and maybe I haven't that's even the met. Point. I haven't even I haven't even gotten to the point where Shaggy comes in yet. He, he doesn't though. He doesn't. No, I mean it's Shaggy, but it's his real name. And so I don't think I'm even past the first episode. Yeah, it's not. Um, it's not worth it, man. No. <laughs> really bad it's you, really you know what Scoobert, Daphne and Velma, spoiler alert full name is what Scoobert Dubert yeah they wouldn't even bring that up in the show you know uh, did you know that do you know what Shaggy's uh real name is Norville something or other yeah. right Norville. yeah his name's Norville in the show yeah yeah and they call him Shaggy because his hair is Shaggy right is uh Shaggy Rogers no <laughs> yeah and his dad in Norville, the Velma show Norville Rogers in the Velma show Norville Rogers dad looks like Shaggy oh really yeah which I was like all right that's kind of cool I yeah. was like, All right. And they made Fred, who is a 
Is he driving the mystery van yet? No. In the show? No, he's a he's, he's a, a teenager. He's I mean, a he's little a fully, baby boy. He's a but he's as big as everybody else. Yeah. He's a high schooler. Yeah. And they're like, he hasn't gone through puberty yet. Right. I'm just kind of like, he can't be that tall without going through puberty yet. <laughs> he's got to be having at least a couple hairs yeah, down like his neck. logic and there's logic. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, he's not even busting right. a nut yet. Right. So do you think, like, she secretly hates Scooby-Doo and she's trying to destroy the franchise? To me, it just feels like she wrote something, like, from her diary of just hating people and mm. put it in a cartoon. That's really what it feels like to me, which is like fine, but then like it wasn't filtered out. Mm. Why is this yeah. being spent all this money to be made into a series that universally is rejected? Probably by the didn't public? cost that much money to make. Probably the rights to get into Scooby Doo didn't cost that much money. And you know, people love Mindy. I heard know? that the guy who made the uh, the the CG, what is it, the um, live action Scooby Doo. Mm. With the, I think it was the sequel or the first movie that has the evil uh, um, Scrappy Doo. That's the first one. That's the first one. Uh, the guy said uh, later on, he said the filmmaker was like, I hate Scrappy Doo and I don't want anyone to like him. And that's why I made him a villain. <laughs> and I'm just like, right. I just don't have that much of an opinion. Yeah, about same. It. Yeah. I grew up watching this. It, what really disappoints me is that no one's done a remake or a reboot of Sonny and Cher with Scooby-Doo or uh, Phyllis Diller or Jonathan Wander. Yeah, was like, there any celebrity uh, cameos in the show at no, all? No, And is it all about a, a, somebody dressing up as a ghost for real estate development? Not at all. It's about sex. Oh, um, and it's about Christ. It's about Velma. Um, she, she can't solve mysteries because her mom left her. So she has hallucin- hallucinations. And a bunch of people are getting murdered. She and says it, mommy issues. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Where are the Harlem Globetrotters? If you want to make a le- <laughs> She's a, les- you know? a lesbian with mommy issues. Seriously, like the Harlem Globetrotters were on Gilligan's Island. Yeah, They're right. still around. There's yeah. a new generation of Harlem Globetrotters. No, none of that is included. You could do like a crossover and it would be, people would love the Harlem Globetrotters. And they're black, born black. Black is good. Black is beautiful. You don't need to be like shoving bullshit around like that, you know? Yeah, it's basically if I were to take like Looney Tunes, right? And then like I just made it about something entirely different. And it's not even the character's true form. There's nothing. There's nothing there. I I like, you know, racially blind casting. I like the experimentation and and trying new alternative storylines. But this just feels like it's not really about that. No, it's not. And I, yeah. I'm the same way. I was like, oh, shit, black, black Shaggy. That sounds awesome. Yeah. That, I can't fucking wait. Why wasn't Shaggy black to begin with? Right. Right. Horrible writing. Yeah. And I went, great. Terrible. Now we hate this, Shaggy, this, this too. Is all, yeah. And I was like, I don't want to hate this character. I don't yeah. want to hate any of these. So don't watch awful. it. Yeah, don't. Simple. Yeah. I mean, the original Scooby-Doo's, they're streaming somewhere, right? Right. Yeah, they are. They're on. Um, so has it been picked up yet for season two of? Honest? It better not be. It's not going. It's, seriously, it's it, people are pissed. <laughs> I mean, I'm not upset. But has like, Mindy has Mindy has spoken out against? About no, it? but she went on late night and she one person clapped with Seth Meyers. Yeah, it was the weirdest intro I've ever. You seen. know who uh, was just did an appearance on Seth Meyers? Of our former guest, uh, Jinx Monsoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's playing. Uh, when you're good to mama, oh, I love mama's that good you to you. You know, that's you. my favorite movie of all time, right? You? Chicago? Yeah, that's my favorite movie of all time. You like it because it has chicks blowing up shit? No, I just like it because the music's so damn good. <laughs> and, I, and I love Richard Gere and that shit. Yeah. Well, so so uh, Jinx Monsoon, the former contestant of RuPaul's Drag Race, mm. uh, entertainer, drag queen, comedian, uh, is now starring and on Broadway in Chicago God, playing kill. Kill Mama him. Thornton, was her name, the character? I think so. 
and uh, she's now doing ma- matron, and she's uh, doing the you know Mr. late night talk shows yeah. like Seth Meyers. And she said at the end of her interview, she's like, "Will you tell your brother hello for me? I think he's so hot." And I was like, "Thank you, Jinx," because I've always thought the same thing. He was on Pee Wee's Playhouse, right? He played the fireman yeah. in in the not in the the television series on the Broadway reboot. Oh, yeah. So I was just like, "Yes, thank you, Jinx, for making that mainstream." Because Seth Meyers is like. I don't know who you are. He's great. I got to ask him a question once. Uh, yeah. <laughs> during I was at a festival and yeah. he was just like live streaming. And we got to like, and I got to talk to him. He was very What'd you ask him? I asked him about just, yeah. um, it was in 2020. So I was like, how are we going to adapt as performers? Mm. He had a really solid answer. What did he say? He was like, you know, we've never experienced anything like this. So I would be a piece of shit to tell you what I know. But yeah, so I was like, great. We'll get through <laughs> this together, Dan. Admitting yeah. you don't know the answer to exactly. something is a very mature thing exactly. to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, uh, you know, I, I, as of somebody who inter- who's interviewed Jinx Monsoon many, many times, and sometimes it's really hard to get her attention. You know? You're like, hey, this is a talk show. This is live. Mm. You know, we're recording right now. And she's like, she did the thing like uh, reminds me of. um when um, was it Grace Jones was on David Letterman and she was high on cocaine mm. beyond her, you know, they turn and look at the producer. They look at their manager. They're making eye contact with anybody except the person interviewing. Them. Sure. And the person interviewing them makes the mistake of not familiarizing themselves enough with who this person is and what they are. Sometimes, you know, they're doing this five days a week. Right. And right. they're taping these shows back to back. You yeah, know? And so they don't give them enough time, but also like the show, the tell the producers don't prepare them well enough. Sure. So they say, Hey, watch this like five minute video clip that I put together. Cause they could do that. Right. Instead, it's like, here's 10 questions. So what is it like being a non-binary trans person? <laughs> Yeah, it's um, fine. In Chicago. <laughs> oh, tell me about what is RuPaul's dr- drag race? Damn. You know, you're like, oh, my God, or we have to go establish sure. this shit. Right. Like every American knows what RuPaul's drag race is now at this point. Yeah, absolutely. That you know, it's, yeah. it's like it, it, and she she had a really interesting answer. She said, imagine the Super Bowl, but it happens with 16 different teams at the same time. And each team is up. Drag queen. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good answer. And I was like, yeah, because people get really heated about it and, you know, excited and rooting for their team. And and it is sort of like this public spectacle that everybody's sort of like uh, hanging on the edge of their seat. Absolutely. It, you know, at least it used to be. But, uh, yeah, yeah, there were professors in uh, Russia that were watching it. Yeah, that are like screaming at the TV. I oh, feel really? Yeah, they're like, she better win. <laughs> did they have to bootleg it there or did, were they able to get it on television? No, you can get, you can get, on, you can get on there. You okay. get on YouTube, I mean, you just go. Yeah, oh. Yeah. I feel like Nina Bonina Flowers got bad edit on season one of RuPaul's Drag Race. Like that? (laughs) (laughs) Is that that good Russian accent? Yes, it's very good. It's It's very good. It's fine. Yes. I I, I can't. Every time I do a Russian accent, it it slips into something that's not even like a country. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Pink Floyd fans are laughing their asses off that the anti-woke mob, and this is maybe bots, you know, are canceling the band over the logo for the Dark Side of the Moon anniversary. It's 50 years. Right. 
Yeah, Damn. probably start. It might have started as bots, but now it's just people. Mm-hmm. And it's now yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene and all these yeah. George Santos and shit. And some people are just, they're acting willfully ignorant. So I have to think that they're joking about this. I hope so. Because they're just like, you know, because for people that don't know that, you know, that album had like that prison on it, right? And it's like. So it's a beam of light, light. and mm-hmm. it hits a prism and yep. then a rainbow happens. Yes. And as kids, we're like, ooh, pretty rainbow. So it's one of the most famous mm-hmm. and iconic album covers for Dark Side of the Moon. Mm-hmm. And I think right-wingers just don't like anything that reveals that the white is a bunch of colors mixed together. <laughs> and, uh, That's part you. of it. Well, it's also interesting about that, too, yeah. is in college, we used to, we used to play that album yeah. and then also put on The Wizard of Oz. Sure. So you could watch The Wizard of Oz, and that was something that we did like that's been going on for a long time ago. And it, the music matches up pretty well with it. Wow. That's yeah, kind of fun that's to do. Cool. Yeah, I actually used to do a cover of uh, Leave Those Kids Alone in Spanish. Oh, see? Sí? Sí. Como es? No necesitamos educación. Sarcasmo negro en la clase. Oye, maestros, suelten los niños. I remember that. I remember, remember that. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in a medley. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a, like a Tejano version of uh, Pink Floyd. That's awesome. <laughs> I was in a Tejano drag band doing Pink Floyd cover song. Right. Yeah. George Santos is one of them. And I'm not. <laughs> that's uh, the problem. Was in that. This he is was my in life. That. So yeah. I've done all these crazy shit. And when I tell people like, oh, yeah, I used to walk in a stilts in the gay pride parade. Yeah, I was an elementary school teacher. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was there. I designed the first lesbian pride flag. And they're like, not okay, the, first, the current. The, well, the current one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the original of the current versions. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, okay, George right, Santos, yeah. I saw your drag yeah. character. Picture this, didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and, insane. you know, that's, that's my hell. You know, I'm like Cassandra from the Greek myth. Right. She was cursed to tell the truth, and no one believed her. The future. Yeah. The future. Yes, she was going to tell the future. She warn saw people, the future and would warn, warn people, the people. But nobody would believe her. Yeah. Poor Cassandra. And she went insane. Like me. Yes. 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 Do you know how much medication I'm on? (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. Do you know how many edibles I have to take? not enough. Not enough. No, it's like, you know, when we were young, we used to party to have fun, you know? Now... We party to go to bed. You know what I'm saying? No, like, totally. We're like, totally. did like, you eat an edible? edible? It's yeah. eight o'clock. <laughs> like, I gotta watch this and go to bed. Yeah. I gotta watch this Velma before yeah, I go to bed. Right. Yeah, I gotta hate on this shit. But yeah. you know, uh, one thing on HBO Max that I really love that I just stumbled upon was Call Me Miss Cleo. It was oh, a documentary on Miss Cleo. And and it's very beautiful. It's it's talks about the whole psychic television medium industry. And how it exploited this woman. And, and she was exploited as well. And yeah. I don't think we really knew that until this documentary came out. No, absolutely. Know? That was completely a stranger to that, you know. She was taken advantage of by this company as well. I mean, I don't really believe in psychics. There's a lot of people that, that do. And, you know, it's fine if you want to go see one. Maybe they can help you with your problems. Sure. Uh, they can help you in your time of need. But a lot of times some of these people are very predatory. And just like, you know, these psychics, like, uh, like, like Lady Vera Parker, yeah. <laughs> those kind of things, they take advantage of people and they call them, you know, pe- skeptics call them grief vampires because they mm. come in and they prey on people who are grieving. Right. Um, but, you know, she really felt that she had a gift and a lot of people and her, her, her network, her friends, they, they loved and adored her. And seeing this documentary, you kind of get a better picture of who she was, but it is still kind of weird how she just appropriated Jamaican culture. Sure. Because she wasn't really Jamaican, but like Uh. there was something in her life. She had some kind of trauma and she said, this is who I'm going to be. 
and that's how I'm going to operate in this world. And in some ways, you know, it's like George Santos. So like, this is who I'm going to be. Right. You know, hey, man, I'm going to run for the press for Republican Senate. Mom. But unfortunately, you know, Mr. Cleo, and she wasn't that old when yeah. she, she was probably what in her 50s when she died. So yeah, she, she died of old. cancer. She died of cancer. Well, at least but we, she yeah. came out. As a lesbian, and she came out as a lesbian. Had relationships. She had love. She had family. She had, uh, you know, chosen family. She had friends and whatnot. So, it, you know, we always think of her as just like a scam artist, just you know, another scam vestite. <laughs> well, and well, because also too, yeah. she was a, you know, every now and then, her friend said that she was so it was so tiring being Miss Cleo that every now and then an alternate personality, another spirit would come in named. Was it Max? Max, yeah, it was a man. In. Yeah, it God, was a man. That. Yeah. So she was kind of like trans some of the time too. Sure. Who, yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's kind of like. And one of her ex lovers did eventually come out as trans. And mm-hmm. then another of her ex lovers said, and everybody has this assessment who lived with her and shared the the last decade with, of her life. They said that she changed her lives for the better. And as, you know, that's all we can all hope to do for what we live in this earth is just. For people to remember us with that level of fondness and to say, you know, you made my life better. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's an interesting conversation because I do feel like there are a lot of psychics out there that are pretty predatory. Um, I'm not one. Like, I, I talk to the dead. I do do psychic readings. Sure. And I started off by saying this is complete hogwash. Yeah. I that's, like, I respect I respect that so much because, <laughs> like, I, I think that um, I just think yeah. that people that think that they can do this. When no one else can, there's just got to be a level of um, it's, delusion there. I'll tell you this. Oh, it awesome. is terrifying when you're as, half asleep at three or four in the morning sure. and you are then all of a sudden in a, like you and I are having a conversation yeah. with a person that was close to you dead. Sure. And you're like, I thought you were dead. Why are you here? What's going on? Because you're dreaming. And maybe I'm dreaming. But then this the, the conversation goes into full, rich detail, unlike I a dream. Think, yeah, but also there, and there it's might terrifying. be some science to that. You know, like yeah. we can't, you can't really um, decide that there's no way to access the other world. There, it, I just think that that there could also be a is subspace true. conduit that is developed by yeah, but I don't data see you, density. You're not making a full career out of it. Like that's that's the difference. Well, I me. tried to. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the thing about it is so like I was getting hired to like you know during the height of the COVID pandemic to yeah. like host bingo and like tarot card parties and stuff like that. Sure. In drag, and I was like, look, this is for entertainment purposes only. Right. This is, I'm just guessing. That right there is enough for me. To you say this is for entertainment But that's what only. Psychic Friends Network also says. That's great. Too. That's also great. I just think that there are people out there that go, I, I literally can talk to I, whoever you're missing. And I we'll can tell you to your face, yeah. this is bullshit. Right. And I'm just whipping it out of my ass. And you're still going to be like, you know what? Fausto is in touch with the other side. Who was the medium you know? that was like, they had him on South Park and they gave him the biggest douche in the universe award. John something. He yeah. was like talking to dead people. Yeah. yeah, I know who you're talking about. about yeah. It. The other side. Yeah. And there's a, there's a formula to it. You just but ask people. In the defense of Miss Cleo and other people. And this uh-huh. is something that maybe Susan Jurabic, the, the, she's the vampire hunter. Um, <laughs> sometimes when you're in that situation, people who are in grief, are so eager and so hungry to believe yeah. that they force you into this dysfunctional relationship. Sure. Uh, that I can see that too. 
and yeah. you yeah. have to be extremely financially comfortable sure. and have a strong backbone sure and be an assertive person and have a strong supportive family to tell this person you know what you're delusional and you're forcing me into a difficult situation yeah and not everybody can do that yeah. a lot of these people like thomas johns lady vera parker miss cleo or mm. this other guy they come from poverty you know yeah yeah. Or or Thomas John may be a very wealthy person yeah. with a degree from University of Sh mm. Illinois, Chicago. We don't know. Well, the thing about these psychics, too, is a lot of these people that, like, you know, yeah. use religion, they use it as a as a as a base of power sure. to have some kind of control over you because, like, they can speak to the dead or they speak for God. Right. And they understand the scriptures, so they know what's going on. Are you talking right? about the Catholic Church? Well, I'm talking about <laughs> any, anybody who uses religion as a cudgel because sure. most of the time when they talk about you know they're you're they're using their religion as a way to force you to conform to whatever kind of behavior they want you to conform mm -hmm. to and that's what the phrase speak the lord's name in vain means like you know no one can claim to do that it's 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 all these are things are metaphors mm -hmm. sure and when we take them literally you know the mythology then loses its power absolutely absolutely or it gains a power to oppress others as opposed to liberate them yes yeah you know? it changes power but I always, I always thought, you know, having your God be blue is, is like the Navi and Pandora, you know, for Hindus is pretty far out. And I asked like a, a, an openly gay, um, he was a was Prince, prince Manvendra. Mm -hmm. He was a, a India's first openly gay prince. He's sitting where you are. And I asked him like, why is the, the main central figure in your theology blue? He's like, because he represents death. An embracing oh, of death. The blue color is that he died. I thought he was going to be like, we really like that Avatar movie. <laughs> <laughs> we had some blue paint. So we painted <laughs> we the statue. We ran out of the Cameron. other color. James Cameron fans. Ooh, that was a Siri trying to be like. Yeah, this is the thing I don't like about these like smart speakers and all that shit. It's like you'll They're be listening like. listening to you constantly. Ranting about something. They're like, I'm sorry. I yeah. can't help you with that. Yeah. Or you're like, hey, Siri. I'm help. And they're like, now playing help by <laughs> the, the Beatles. Beatles. <laughs> help. I need somebody. Hey, Siri, call the police. Now playing the police by, you know, oh, don't call the police. Nope. Don't do that. <laughs> Stupid Siri. That happened to me once. Really? Oh, my God. You know, I think I was trying to turn off my phone and it was like, call emergency 911. I'm having a heart attack. Now playing, turn on your heart light. Who did that? That was the beat, the the ET song. You are you remember what I'm talking about? You don't know who sang that? That was uh, um, Neil Diamond, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, it's Neil. That was a weird Sweet song. Caroline. Sweet Caroline. Bum, bum, One bum, of the, like the three main white people songs. On karaoke yeah. for sure. Yeah. Right? Oh, you can if you can sing that song well, you will light up that karaoke room. Yeah. Pro but Depending if you, on if, the bar. If yeah. you can't do it well, you're screwed. <laughs> See the problem with Kitara not to get back on George Santos. No, please. The problem with Kitara Vivace is that she was in drag around the time when smartphones first started happening. Had she just been in drag like four or five years later, there would be tons of photos and videos of her. Sure. So like sure. 2008, very unlikely that there's any, mm -hmm. you know, good right. photos. Yeah, of her. yeah, yeah. I hear you. I think that there's a few out there. But I want to see her, her lips syncing for her life. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I want to see a performance. I want to see like a video. She's like doing, you know, man. I feel like a woman. That's one of my favorite songs. Yeah, I love that song.
Yeah, do you sing that in the shower? I do sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And your girlfriend's like, get out of the shower. You're using all the hot water. <laughs> no, she'll jump I'm in. getting in touch with my feminine. You feel self. like a woman? Well, why don't you feel this woman? Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, I always mess up your girlfriend's name. And I, yeah. I like her it's a lot. It's Katara. It's Katara. Yeah, it's George <laughs> Santos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Katara Santos. Katara her Santos. Name, her name's Please. Jessica. Jesse. Not Lindsay. No. Why did I call her Lindsay? I, I don't, don't remember. Know. You were hung up on um Lindsay the Buckingham? Missing, the missing daughter on Dynasty. Mm. Is that what it was? Maybe. Yeah. We're wrapping up. Mark and I have watched every episode of the 1980s soap opera Except Dynasty. Except the last two seasons. The last two seasons were worthless. I can't sit there. Is it good? Much. Uh, Some of it's amazing. It's, the first season is real slow moving, Rough. but they they talk a lot of you know. There's a lot of gay storylines going sure. on that just weren't happening. In the <laughs> I mean, this is this was like revolutionary TV at the time. Sure, and uh, really, I mean, it's hard to even see some of that stuff. Uh, you know, ten years ago, you didn't see much of that stuff right. on television. Uh, so that's really great. But you know, the series really gets going when. Um, Joan Collins enters in season two because she's a great villainess. That's awesome. And just a great actor. Yeah. And, 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 you know, a good actor is not somebody who just takes a script and reads it. And she brings in so much. I used to watch soap operas as a kid. You did? Yeah, my mom loved them. What so my mother wouldn't let us watch ABC, General, CBS, General, General so she Hospital. ABC. Yeah. General Hospital. All, 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 my all, children, my children. all my children. She loved all my children. Dining I don't even know lights. what they're about. I just remember seeing people in doctor's offices a lot and other uh -huh. people get upset outside. You know, like how they're outside the building. Mm -hmm. They would always come out in the front porch and talk and like, have like I cheated on you or some shit. Uh, the, I the problem that I had when, when we were watching soap operas against my parents' wishes is that the plot would never resolve. It was very slow moving. It was mm -hmm. always mm -hmm. something to be like, finally, and nope, there's something new. Yeah, every time. And I was always confused because I was just a kid and she would like explain me, explain to me the storylines and it was just way too complicated. There was one uh, storyline on One Life to Live and they had a costume ball. And that costume ball, I think, lasted two weeks. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this ball is still, there was a murder. Like, this ball is still going on. It was wild. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like you can also tell, like, with Dynasty, when the show hit its zeitgeist, because everybody wanted a cameo. They sure. Had, they had Gerald Ford on it, Gerald Ford's and, wife. And George Clooney started on, on that, right? Like, wasn't George Clooney, like, a soap opera guy? He was on Roseanne. Mm -hmm. No, he, his no, start was he, on Facts pretty, of Life, too. Really? Yeah. Okay. He was on Facts of Life and then Roseanne. Oh, okay. yeah, he I, had sex with Roseanne. Oh. Damn. George Clooney had sex with well, Roseanne. She was cute at some point in time to somebody like him, you know? Or maybe to just his boss. To his boss. Yeah. <laughs> she had sex he, with Wait, he was never a doctor on a hospital show? No. He, really? George, yeah, he was on ER. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what it so was. So that was kind of like a night That's what it was. Okay. But it was weekly, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Right, yep. A medical yep. procedural, I think they call those now. But like Dynasty is something that I started, got obsessed with because I, I started watching the exchange between Diane Carroll and Joan Collins where, and I always, please forgive me for messing this up. She sits down and she's like, well, how's the champagne? And she's like, this champagne is burnt. It must have been frozen in the bottle at some point. And then Joan Collins says, well, how's the caviar? I assume it's not burnt. And she's like, well, I, I wouldn't know. know because. You said a shit, you know. <laughs> this sha this I caviar. I sausage trova, and I prefer Petrosian beluga. See, it is hard to remember. <laughs> Petrosian beluga. Mm -hmm. And you explained to me, first of all, why is champagne 
being burnt a bad thing? What is it burnt? What does that well, mean? Well, because at one point in time, it was obviously frozen in the bottle, and so that's going to change mm. the way it tastes. Why so would you freeze champagne in a bottle? Because you want a quick... So all champagne, if it's done with a method champenoise, yeah. it, it does get frozen. So what they do is they bottle the champagne, yeah. they put a cork in it, right? And then... Um, they wait a while for fermentation and everything like that. They put and, a little sugar and yeast in it. And right? then they put uh, some get sugar and yeast. Um, yeah. I'm sure. Um, but I'm not sure. Sometimes they have varieties that they don't do that attitude and it's all natural. Uh, but then they invert the bottle and they freeze the bot the the they invert the bottle so the top, the neck is at the bottom, right? And they freeze that so it creates this little ice plug. And then they go in there and they remove the ice plug because the ice plug has debris in it. Oh. So it has like seeds, particles, particulates, things mm -hmm. from the vine in there. And so they remove that. So it makes so, the, the champagne clear. It makes it clear. Mm -hmm. But if you wanted to quickly, uh, you know, freeze, like you wanted to quick chill a bottle of whatever, some people will put it, put it in the freezer and then like they'll forget about it and then they'll pull it out later and maybe the bottle, she's trying to say that the bottle has been sitting around too. It's, mm. It was frozen. It's not been well cared for. It's not maintained. So can you tell taste that the champagne you can is not taste when champagne is off? Would you be able to be taste it and say like the champagne is burnt? I don't know. So burnt, it just means stale but, or yeah. So it's, it's stale. It's, 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 it's yeah. It, something's wrong with it. But then the Ocetrova caviar. Ocetrova, okay. So put caviar, was a popular thing in the eighties. Yes, it and was, people in today they think what what the hell is caviar? So caviar well, is people know what the eggs is. from what kind of fish? A sturgeon. sturgeon. Yes, like a sturgeon. Yes. Hey, and most most of the the, the yeah. best they would say was the Russian caviar, which comes from the Black Sea. Sure. Right? Why yeah. is the Black Sea caviar so good? Because Russians really love caviar, and they know how to make it because it's it's pickling those eggs it's and putting, putting salt brine. and brine. Yes. Yeah. And so the Petrosian beluga are very small, fine eggs. Okay. Right? Mm. And so that's the from Peter the Great. Petrosian meaning means, Peter. Yeah, yes. Sure. Yeah. And they beluga meaning what? Just the whale? Yeah. No, no. Baby beluga. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, you know, beluga sturgeon. Okay. And so, uh, but, uh, but Ostrova would be eggs that are larger. And not as expensive. Not as expensive because they're, not as they're, they're on different grades. They so want small eggs. So you want and small so eggs. Dominique Devereaux, who, spoiler alert. She only eats small eggs. She likes the expensive stuff because she's yes. a refined woman. And she's insulting Joan Collins in that scene by saying, you don't know the good stuff like I do. Mm -hmm. You are not cultured. And like that's that. why she gets is, she has a negative reaction. Which is to not it. unexpected considering that Alexis married Blake Carrington when she was 17 years old. So she probably was 16 Jeez. or 15 when she met Blake. So she probably didn't have a whole lot of worldly experience. Sure. Not like Dominique but, Devereaux, yes. who totally owned grew. several successful nightclubs. Yes. Thanks to a, Billy D. Williams. <laughs> well, and her own her own gumption. And her own gumption. No, but she says later on that Billy D. Williams gave her lots of good business advice. And that's how she's been able to amass her significant financial empire. Sure. Mm -hmm. With, you know, she had a lot glaring. of investments. Yeah. And she glares her eyes and flares her nostrils as she's looking at the camera. RuPaul says that he went to the Diane Carroll acting school. And if you see RuPaul act, he acts like Diane Carroll. Yeah, sorry. In the, in the wonderful film Star Booty, which is not available anywhere. But you can, if, you can watch it on YouTube with Brazil. But don't, please don't tell RuPaul that it's no. there because she'll. She'll do, yank it. Yeah. And also has Brazilian subtitles. Yes. And the Portuguese subtitles. Portuguese. So. Yeah, there's no such thing as a Brazilian. 
Well, Except to George Santos. <laughs> Did he even live in Brazil? Is he yeah, Brazilian? Yeah, yeah, he lived. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, yeah. From from the 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 roommate he had was like translating. I mean, it was uh, really? he was speaking a different language. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. What do you think is going to happen to George Santos? Nothing. And, you know, maybe Nothing. he'll get voted out in two years. I don't think he's getting removed. Because he can. What do you mean he got voted out in two years? He has to run again in two years. I think it's two years or four years. I'm pretty sure it's two years. Really? Two years for congressman in New York State? I think so. I, I mean, I just remember that. Like, I remember people talking about that. Mm. But Damn. fact check me. But I'm almost positive. Then she'll be uh, just ready to be on season 15 of RuPaul's Drag Race. 17 or 16? 17. Yeah. I think we're 14 now or something. Congress like that. normally serves what six years? Four, I thought. Four. I thought it was four. Yeah. yeah. So Kitara Ravachi, right? DC's yes. next drag superstar. She's gonna be. She's gonna sashay away from DC. Sorry, Kitara, but this Kitara will not play. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, when are we gonna see you in drag? Yeah, you know, whenever. Um, I could just. I could make you a pretty woman right now. Yeah, I would be beautiful. Because uh, you're you're tall and lean. So I you know. Big eyes. Tell look. me all the time. You know. Your like, girlfriend would be like, you know you, what? You, you, I'm a lesbian now. Can you, can you walk in high heels? Yeah, I can. Oh, Jesse doesn't like Jesse that. Jesse doesn't believe you. I think he said you were a liar. <laughs> you, you didn't make it onto Velma, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do they even show Scooby-Doo in the show? No, not at all. Because oh, he's no. not even born yet, I bet, right? No, he's not. Yeah, they're all high schoolers. And they're all sex positive. No, I, I would do drag. I mean, I've done, you know, theater stuff where I've had to dress up as... As a woman, you just did it for fun. You weren't a drag queen. No, I would. Yeah, but I, I do. I really love. I love the art of it, um, especially when it's uh, delved into improv. I think that's like the best combination. Well, you know, during the history of this, we've talked to so many drag queens who are like, "I'm not a drag queen. I'm a theater artist. Sure, I'm a character actor. I'm a character actor." Right. Like Coco Peru, most famously. Uh, finally, after all these years, she now embraces being a drag queen. Because there's money to be made. Yeah. And part of that is a lot. Some of these people, they didn't want to identify as a drag queen because they felt it was limiting their career choices or options. Yeah. I mean, it, it always, you know, it also depends on where you're at. I mean, you can you can get away with drag here in Chicago. You can't get away, you know, where I went to college or, or any other place. Um, yeah. Oh, don't you, weren't you like doing. Oh, yeah. We have to talk about the murder. Oh, yeah. What murder? So Dan went to school in Moscow, Idaho, yeah. where this past uh, November or October? It December? was December, I December. believe. Actually, it might have been like November 13th. I and think, yeah, it was November 13th. That and how many students were killed? Four. Four. Somebody entered a home with all the, like six students lived there and they killed four of them. Yeah. And they, they caught the guy, they believe, that did it. Yeah. And there, were, there was kind of like, I, I forget. After all these years. Well, not after all these, I mean, a month. A month, but, okay. <laughs> but at first they were like, who would have done this? They had no lead. They had no clue, and they weren't really sure. I forget how they. How did they catch the guy? They caught him uh, in two ways. One was the the Hyundai Elantra. Mm -hmm. It was a white vehicle, 2013, and they caught it on a security footage driving away, and that was their first lead. They kind of already had an idea who it was, but the real evidence that keeps them there is a uh, a sheath of a knife mm -hmm. has his DNA on it. Wow. So it's, it's always the DNA. Yeah. And he was a, he went to school for criminology. Yeah. The Washington state university. So Washington state um, is in Pullman and Pullman's about a 10 minute drive, 10 to 12 minutes from Moscow. And essentially the two universities kind of work as like a brotherhood, sisterhood sort of thing mm -hmm. where students will go to each university to party. Um, oh, so okay. that's, that's 
probably. And do they think he knew these people at all, or he just had no. access to the house, or he just like, hey, this is a pretty he, good house that's for murder? The thing about this fucking neighborhood is that yeah. they don't they don't have um, any idea of what it's like to be in fear. When I first went there, there were students that weren't locking their doors, and I always locked my door because I was so to your bedroom or to your home to your home. Okay. And they would just be like, oh, leave it unlocked. It's fine. And that's the whole vibe of the, the, the neighborhood. It's like, oh, everybody knows each other. Nobody's going to do anything wrong. We're safe here. You can leave your doors unlocked. And that was a pretty big, big mistake on their end. That was before smartphones existed, right? Because people now steal phones. Well, it depends on where you are. You know, yeah. I, in my, like growing up in suburban Erie, Pennsylvania, we never locked our door. Yeah, no, no. It wasn't It wasn't before. Uh, mm-hmm. It was, this was, I went to school there in 20. 16 to 2018. Mm. So, I mean, this is pretty, pretty new. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, the whole town just, um, yeah, they, they they're locking ex- the doors now, I bet. Oh, yeah. And they're very freaked out. And they were really freaked out when they didn't have a lead on the guy because the cops really kept it quiet. They did not release any information. So but they, they, had a, or they had a lead pretty they early? Had, yeah, they knew. They knew. And you could kind of tell. Um, but this guy's really weird. I mean, he's a TA at Washington State University. He was studying criminology and criminal How psychology. He's like, good at it. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, um, yeah, and he, it sucks too. He's like a handsome white guy. You know, it's just like, God damn it. <laughs> what did <is> he. <laughs> if you gave him advice, what, what, what could God he. God damn it. What could like, he have done on. differently to get away with it? I guess not have a car? I mean, yeah, I don't want to give advice to murderers, but yeah, uh, just, you know, don't leave your, your knife blade behind and uh, turn your phones off because they also have tracking on his phone. Uh, well, it's like the Brown's chicken murders, you know, yeah, they Brown's caught the guy. Murders, the, that? Yeah, in Chicago, there was a, a, a fried chicken place called Brown's Chicken. Somebody in Palatine. In Palatine, Illinois, which is mm. the suburbs of Chicago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody went in there and just murdered everybody, right? Mm-hmm. God. And it was two people. It was two people. And then they, years later, they solved it because of the, they had the sandwich. They had a piece of chicken that the person had eaten, but also one of the people confessed to a girlfriend or a friend that they mm. had done it. And she, I think, waited a little while sure. or something like that. But eventually she's just like, hey, he said he did it. And they're like, oh. And they got his DNA and matched it against the chicken, a partially eaten piece of chicken. God. And, and caught him. Yeah. So they, we yeah. used to go to Brown's Chicken when one opened up in the neighborhood and go, I have a two piece. Hold the murder, <laughs> and they're like, "What?" Because <laughs> they were all too young to remember. But you know, this murder happened like early on when yeah. I moved here in Chicago, and it'd go on for like ten years. They kept talking about the brown sure. chicken. I'm like, they're never gonna catch this person. They're ne- this person got away with it, and I'm like, and then I was like, wow, they did catch him. Good for yeah. them. Yeah, it's all those DNA tests. He, he got fucked because one of his siblings or something put their DNA in the system, so they matched it from the knife sheath. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, really? so he didn't even put his DNA in it. It was just a family member that did it. You know, one of those like... Um, 23 and Me. 23 and Me's, yep. So. Yeah. I have a relative who did that, too. And I'm just like, you could have asked us before you did that. Yeah, you same know? case. Yeah. <laughs> case I want to kill my neighbor, you know? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> now I can't get away with murder. Yeah, God damn it. All I can get away with stealing people's hearts. Oh. Yeah. What are you doing for uh, Valentine's Day with your girlfriend? It's coming you know, up. Uh, I don't know. We'll probably go out to dinner. Um, yeah. I actually have a show that day, so I'll have yeah. to celebrate it. Fuck her in the yeah. shower. You don't want to go out to dinner on th- on actual Valentine's no. Day because it's it's a, it's a nightmare for you. It's a nightmare for the servers. I mean, I guess with uh, COVID and stuff, it might be you know it's a Tuesday. I think this year, so it might be a good night to go out. But yeah, I always dreaded working on that. It was just like it's going to be a lot of these couples who are under a lot of pressure to act like they're in love. Or yeah, you two whatever. celebrate it. 
I just go like this. I love you. You're like, ugh. I guess I, I give him candy. Yeah. You've never given me any candy. I cooked Valentine's dinner for You did once. once. Oh my god. And everything was red. I just cooked some salmon. I put little beets in the potato. Yeah. It was beautiful. Like meal. And he was like three hours late. Because I was at work. <laughs> work. Well, yeah, okay. I was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh-huh. Work. I have I have alibis. Do you want yeah, to talk right. about? Okay. No, there still two yeah. of the three yeah, sure. people I work with are still alive. Yeah, sure, George. <laughs> Whatever you say, Mister. I work for the Santos. It was for the ca- I work for the Catholic Church, believe it or not. Yeah. as a graphic designer, and they never lie about anything. No, never, <laughs> yeah, never, never. Yeah, it was that we were going to press and we were running behind, and it was like you cannot li- with the newspaper. You gotta stick around, honey. Unfortunately, those days are all long gone, though. Mm-hmm. Now it's just like people just publish news when it's you know hot or when they're when it's not. Right. Yeah. Hey, folks, remember, Feast of Fun is made possible because of fierce, fabulous people just like you. Be a legend and access thousands of legendary podcasts at our website, feastoffun.com slash plus. You can make a one-time donation yeah. at feastoffun.com slash donate or join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash feastoffun. Just tick the P in your iPhone, patreon.com slash feastoffun. Mm-hmm. And of course, Dan uh, is still working on his OnlyFans. Dank ass. Dank ass. Dank ass. Two Ks. D-A-N-K-K-S. A-S-S. Why not three Ks? You know, I don't want to go down the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if this being a liberal comedian yeah. it doesn't right. go well, you can become a right comedian. <laughs> Yeah, they don't say KKK exactly. anymore. They say alt-right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's alt-wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you're going to be performing everywhere. You're working on, like, new TikToks and streaming shit and all this stuff? Yeah, all this stuff. Um, I'm going to be at the Laugh Factory a lot. I'm coming up here in the next couple months, so that'll be great. I'm, I have a show every Friday, first of the month, at Laugh Factory, 930. It's called Low-Key Funny. Come check it out. I always do some new material there. And you have an Illuminati joke. Yeah, well, rich people... Um, I hate rich people because they always have sex with the light on because they're Illuminati. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening, everybody. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye.